right, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to Chopping It Up with P. Scott. I'm Prescott Kelly. Today is Thursday, April 6th. Glad to have you back with us. Ooh. We'll talk a little bit of basketball later on the show. I never thought I'd see the day where arguably the world's beer would be the talking point of the entire country. And there's always got to be somebody to really help start the revolution. Just didn't think it was going to be Kid Rock. That's crazy. I haven't thought about him since the last time I sang all summer long at karaoke three years ago. It is pretty wild how this thing gains so much traction so quickly. Actually, I take that back. Anytime that there is something that somebody doesn't agree with and they are big enough, like, or used to be big enough in our lives, that it can start just like this outlandish wave of, at this point in time, it is it fake rage? Like, it has to be. Because, look, it's not even just Anheuser-Busch. Like, Coors and Miller have had, like, gay pride cans for years now. So is it the art of the can that's offending you? Or is it the fact that they have a person attached to it now? And you have a person that you can attack? I feel like that's the bigger issue here. Is that now you have somebody that you can go ahead and go after on social media. You can try to drag them through the mud. You can try to cancel them as well. And look. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago with cancel culture. There's, there are certain people who don't hold up enough weight where you can cancel culture them. And there's certain people who you can't. And I use, I use two completely different extremes, Joe Rogan and Dave Chappelle. Those are two guys who can't get canceled and they won't allow you to cancel them. Spoiler alert, Anheuser-Busch isn't going anywhere either. And you can look at it from whatever lens you want to. The same people, this then this is I love. I love watching this on social media because like the thing that I do is when I if I see a profile picture, I'm like, yeah, you you look like you would say that. And I'm not look, I am somebody who tries to not do the whole judge a book by its cover thing. I really am. But I think we have a large enough sample size that when you see certain comments in regards to a certain topic. Congratulations, you've leveled up to the next level of critical thinking. So to continue on, I am somebody who has always kind of struggled with the left versus right and which one's which because I don't vote. I don't care to. It's my right to. It's also my right not to. And I have not once come across a president where I feel like everything in its entirety that I think that they're the best person for the job. And especially now where it's just become like, I don't even know what the hell we're doing now, but I always used to struggle and like, well, what's the left and right? Like which one's which, because I don't really pay attention to, I pay attention to issues. I don't pay attention to like the two party system, if you will. So I asked my wife, this was a few years ago. I was like, I always get them confused. Like which one's left and right. She's like, Oh, lefty, Lucy, righty, Friday. I'm like, Oh, that makes a lot of sense. If you're just going to go off of stereotypes, those damn liberals and their social issues, and the Republicans who are scared of everything that you think that you might try to take away from them, lefty, loosey, righty, Friday. It's actually, like, it's helped me a lot, like, when people talk about left-wing and right-wing agendas and stuff, and I'm like, I can, oh, I know exactly who's being attacked now. 
for whatever reason. But to get more back on topic of the actual conversation pieces, I never once saw an ad and thought, I absolutely have to buy this product. This, this person, this spokesperson spoke to me and moved me so much where I have to buy a product if you're on one side of this argument, if you will, or been so turned off by a spokesperson, I would never buy this product in a million years. Like maybe if it was like a reincarnation of Hitler and there's probably a few other people that you could probably throw in that mix. I'm just not thinking off the top of my head, but I've never been swayed to purchase a product or stop buying a product based on who is on my television screen. I don't know, maybe maybe because I'm an adult and I can think for myself. You can just not buy it if you don't want to. Like I don't understand like the huge uprising over this. Again, after we've already laid out all the other domestic beer companies do the exact same thing. And for me, as somebody like I'm a beer drinker. I'm not going to sit here and argue on the internet with somebody who is going to go to great lengths to defend a domestic beer that costs less than bottled water. I have better ways and better avenues to use my time than do that. And to think that this is so close-minded of like them trying to push an agenda, what they're trying to do is push inclusion, which from a business practice makes a lot of sense. You don't want to feel like you are not demonizing because they weren't doing that beforehand, but you're not trying to make other consumers feel like an outcast. And if we go back to my original point of, you know, profile pics and everything like that, the people who are like really, really up in arms about this are the same people who are saying, if you go woke, you go broke, which is like the dumbest thing that that doesn't even make any sense. And woke is just another thing that scared white people have hijacked from black people and then weaponized it again. It's just another thing that like we have done and not we as in all of us, but again, you know who I'm talking about. The term woke has been around since the forties, right? It's only, it's only recently started to be hijacked because what what it is, what it was, what it meant was just, hey, be awake, be aware of the social and racial injustices in this country. Just be aware of it. And what it's turned into, again, from the certain demographic, and you know who I'm talking about, is saying woke, they're trying to use it as a way of essentially saying that you are in like you're 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 too sensitive. I didn't realize that wanting everybody to be created equal and treated equal was this weird thing called sensitive. I thought it was once again a right, a human right. And just to go back and touch on this conversation piece of they're trying to push their agenda on us. Look, I don't think this is just me. I don't believe that that's what it is. I've always stood firmly behind my personal belief that people who have been oppressed for as long as they have, now that they do have more of a voice, you are going to get it more 
visually. You're going to get more visual context than you have before him because people that are transgender, that are gay, that are black, that are women, that are any combination of all of those things in between or different religions or different ethnicities who have come here from other countries. Like they're trying to tell you we, we want to be heard and be treated the same as everybody who looks like me in this country. And I would like to think that at some point in my lifetime, uh, the word that we use is normalize a lot. And I'd like to think that we can normalize just, hey, just do you, dog. Like, just be you. Be happy. It blows my mind how many people actively try to play defense against other people's happiness. It just, it doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Unless you're literally trying to hurt me, one of my loved ones, something, you know, your immediate family, your friends, like that's one thing. But otherwise, like what they're doing, like who they are as a person, just because it's different doesn't mean that it should be weaponized. It's just, it's, it's absurd to me. And to go back and touch on this, once you go woke, you go broke thing. It, it, it's such an amazing thing to watch unfold at such a regular rate because we saw this with Kaepernick. Oh, once you go woke, you go broke. Nike's doing just fine. Like, and people were celebrating the downfall of Nike stock initially because that's what's going to happen. The people who are super outraged because that, that money stops at that point in a very short amount of time. And it's the same people who said they would never watch the NFL again, but the ratings have never been higher now. All we do is watch. So you are cool with it. You are back. You're back on the train. Okay, just want to make sure. There are certain people who are going to do the fake outrage. I'm not watching this product. I'm not buying this product. Let enough time pass. Let you miss it enough and you'll come back to it. Even Nike. I'm not buying Nike products again. Then you realize, man, that shoe really is dope. Oh, that, that hoodie really is comfy. I like that color scheme. All right, Nike, you got me back. But you're, people were absolutely celebrating the initial downfall of the, Nike, of the Nike stock, and then it rose back up, and it's doing fine. It's the same thing with Ben & Jerry's. With their ice cream, when they had a call on Kaepernick one, same thing. They're doing fine. It's going to be the same thing with Anheuser-Busch. Look, you're initially going to see a major drop because there's going to be that demographic who at first is going to stop consuming. And guess what? Anheuser Bush is not going to overreact. They're going to stay put, stay doing what they're doing. Because what they did is probably bring in another group. Now, the thing is, I don't know how dedicated they're going to be to be wanting to drink that beer just because of what it is and what it tastes like. Like, I can't remember the last time I had any one of those domestic beers. It is not for me. I just don't like the way it tastes. And you might see an uptick initially from that demographic. Maybe. I don't know. But slowly but surely, the diehards who quote unquote love that beer, they'll go back. If they don't see that commercial for a while, if they don't see that person on their social media, if they can see it without the can because they don't want to be associated with that because they're so scared of what the can represents. <laughs> They'll be back. The consumers will always come back. And I can guarantee you, Anheuser-Busch is not going to do anything differently. They're going to stay pat, and they're going to be just 
and what I think is to go on the other side of this for a second, just because again, as somebody who looks at everything from both sides, I'm not just trying to look, I know that kid rock is getting celebrated by a lot of people and he's also being ridiculed pretty hard too on the other side. But one of the things that we talk about on this show every once in a while is being able to separate the art from the artist. And this is one of those things where like, look, he's, he is no, he's no role model. I don't, I don't care for him as a person, but again, I, I can't remember the last time I even heard a kid rock song, but if I heard it on the radio or whatever station I'm listening to is streaming something on, I'm not going to turn it off. He still has a couple bangers. You better believe a Bob with the ball comes on. That my name is Kid Kid Rock is going to be belted from my mouth. I figured I'd come back in and, you know, give a little bit of something for the other side since it seemed it was a pretty one-sided argument, you know. I had to give you guys a little bit of a bone. But on a different and not 100% unrelated topic, (laughs) this just shows how little baseball matters in this country. Because they're doing they're doing baseball canned arts for the same product, and I it never once hit my timeline. Now that's something that they've been doing for a while too. Bud Light's been doing it with football teams as well. But we see those football seasons like, hey, you can get right in your face. You can get football can art because we care about football. Baseball means so little that I didn't even know about this until I had to Google the name of the person who the spokesperson was for this campaign that has everybody riled up. And the initial article was over a week ago. Oof. That was a that was a fun way to start my morning. <laughs> uh Y'all do know that you don't like Russell Westbrook, you just hate LeBron James, right? Like that's that's what I've gathered from all of my market research, if you will. Russ is arguably the most polarizing guy in the NBA right now, probably besides LeBron. Like, that's currently playing. I don't really think that... I might be missing somebody. John Morant might be kind of thrown in that mix. But it's so weird. Just like game by game, those two players, it's either he's the GOAT, LeBron, or he's trash when it comes to LeBron, or Russ is inefficient. He's terrible. Russ is still a dominant first bout Hall of Famer, you better put some respect on his name. I got to watch a little bit of the Lakers and Clippers game last night. The disrespect that people are saying the Lakers treated Russ with is it's warranted. Let him shoot. Let him shoot threes. In a one-game sample size, in a regular season game, yes, I, I know it's still important because the Lakers are now, I think they're slotted to play in the play-in tournament as opposed to not having to. But if you're in a series, regardless of who it is, you can take the Lakers out of the equation if you want to. Russell Westbrook is, by volume, one of the worst shooters, especially from three-point range, that the league has ever seen. Yeah, he's earned that reputation. He's not Ben Simmons, but... Just because you're willing to shoot doesn't mean that you should. We kind of saw that with Draymond. Draymond's kind of taken that out of his game because there was a time in like the 2016, 17, 18, 19 range 
Draymond would still pull up top of the key. If he was open, he'd pull it. And he's like, ah, just, all right, you know what? Y'all win. This ain't my game. I'll stop. I, I absolutely 100% am daring Russell Westbrook outside of 18 feet to beat me. When he was in OKC, he had that in transition pull up jumper from the elbow from like right at the top of the free throw line. And he was somewhat efficient at that. And like that was his go to move that wasn't a layup or dunk. You got to let him shoot. That's the, that's the dude who has the confidence that thinks I can put up 45 on you and I can hit six or seven threes, but in reality can't. He might still get you 45, like just, just from sheer will, like that might still happen, but the likeliness of him going anywhere close to efficient from three and still making six of them is incredibly slim. That game was wild too, because I remember I, I watched most of the first quarter, uh, Cause I watched the replay of it once it was already done. Like it was like the late, the late replay of it. Clippers were up like 10 to one and then they were up like double digits. And then next thing you know, LA closes it, uh, LA, duh, the Lakers close the gap and then the Clippers extended again. Then it got close again. These teams are like, they're not built the same, but obviously you can tell just by record alone that they are essentially the same team. And the West has been weird because we always talk about like it's the more competitive division or the more competitive conference, I should say. But does that is it more competitive or is it just like not as good and everybody's not as good? Like regular season wise, at least it just just because it's a close race doesn't mean that everybody's good. It just shows that everybody's mediocre. The East seems to have like the best teams so far. When Milwaukee, Philly, Boston, those three teams seem to be legitimate. Cleveland's another team where they look really good because they're young, they're energetic, and they're good on the offensive side and the defensive side. And man, that Cleveland New York series is going to be bonkers. What both of those teams have endured, just the irrelevance of the Knicks and also technically Cleveland without LeBron James, how long has been? since they went to the playoffs without him and how long it's been since they've won a series. It was before 2000, they even went to the playoffs without LeBron James. And it was the early nineties, 90, 93, I think is what I heard was the last time they even won a playoff series when they didn't have LeBron James. The Knicks haven't been good for that. When was the last time they won a, a playoff series? I think it was with mellow early 2010s. Like both of these teams like it's going to be somewhat historic for both of them, but to get back on track, to go back to the, to the West. Look, if you face the Clippers, the blueprint that you had with Westbrook from the Lakers last night is what you should still continue to do. Let him beat you from the outside. Prove it to me. Cause I guarantee you in a seven game series, what you're betting on is that more than 50% of the time Russ can have that game. That's something that I am willing to risk it on. All right. With that being said, we're going to hang up this early morning edition of Chopping It Up with Peace Guy. Remember, remember to tell your friends, hide your kids, hide your wives. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. I appreciate all the listens, likes, subscribes, numbers are jumping through the roof. I have you guys to thank for. Let's keep the momentum going. 
As always, stay up, stay blessed. We'll catch you guys on the next one.